You're listening to the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network, covering and creating all things creepy. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepy kingdom. Now it is time to open up the gates. Creepy Kingdom proudly presents The Dark Theme Park Show. Hello there and welcome to the Dark Theme Park Show, Creepy Kingdom's podcast all about the creepy and dark side of theme parks. I'm your host, Mr. James H. Carter II. Coming up in this episode... This is kind of a part two to our last episode, which if you haven't heard it, it's actually okay if you haven't, because it's a little bit of a different approach. <laughs> but in our last episode, I took you along on a journey, a mission, a quest to accomplish 45 attractions at Disneyland in one day in honor of my 45th birthday. So now what we're going to do is... Gonna bring on Josh Taylor, cr- frequent Creepy Kingdom contributor and from uh, um, the Modern Mouse Empire, and he's going to he's gonna drill in and ask me the hard hitting questions about how I accomplished this ridiculous challenge and how I and what tools I used and. Uh, one of the tools was the brand new Genie Plus, which is uh, replaces uh, the FastPass system, which any theme park fan uh, is aware of currently. And I know a lot of people are not sure whether they want to pay for something that used to uh, not cost extra, but... I did use it and I talk all about it and I talk about strategy and I talk about how I felt and all the kind of like stuff that wasn't in the last episode because I was just recording it as I was doing it, a little commentary as I went along and all that kind of fun stuff. But Josh and I really uh, take a deep dive here and kind of give you the behind the scenes of this uh, incredible journey I went on. I don't know if it was incredible or not. Either way... Uh, yeah. Let's get into it. Without any further ado, let's open the gates. Alright, James. So, your birthday just passed 45 years old. And your goal for your birthday, the way that you wanted to spend your birthday, for some reason, (laughs) is to ride 45 attractions at the Disneyland Resort, which equals Disneyland as well as uh, California Adventure. Yeah, I don't really know why. <laughs> when you started thinking about this, mm-hmm. um, logistically, did you have some kind of, you know, graph or chart or map or any kind of game plan to be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and figure out exactly how I'm going to make this all work? A little bit. I started doing, you know, a little planning. I mean, it wasn't as uh, organized as graphs and maps or anything like that. <laughs> uh, there's so many interesting factors of of the decision to do this. Um, 
One is that my birthday happens to fall a week before Christmas, which happened to be on a Saturday. So it's a Saturday week before Christmas in Disneyland. So definitely historically one of the busiest times of the year. So that makes it challenging. And this was like, I don't even know, like a week or two after Genie Plus debuted in Disneyland. Uh, so, so I had to uh, factor that in to my plans and, it, and probably was one of the reasons that I decided to go ahead and try it because had there not been Genie Plus, I'm not sure I would have decided to do it. <laughs> I actually, uh, I think I went a few days before you and I got to check out Genie Plus as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, it, it took a little while to get used to how it works. So yeah. did you play with it before you went or did you get to the park and have to kind of fumble through the app a bit? I had to fumble. I mean, I tried like the day that it launched since I knew that I was going to try to do this uh, challenge. Um, I just tried to just mess with it and just get in there and see what I could do just from the planning aspect, obviously not from the purchasing genie plus as I wasn't just buying that and not using it. <laughs> um, so I did what I could, but um, I really didn't get too far. It was not really clunky on that opening day. And then as uh, the people that cover this stuff for being there on opening day, uh, all that content started coming out. I, I realized that the system was broken. <laughs> so that's why I wasn't having any luck. So I pretty much was like, well, I pretty much have learned nothing about how to use this. <laughs> so I had to like figure it out. Like as I was using it, doing this challenge, which did not work to my advantage. Uh, but well, there's yeah. that. <laughs> okay. So let's go over kind of what this challenge is really quick. Sure. So 45 attractions, in one day celebrate 45 years old, but what constituted as an attraction for you and what constituted as like doing it? Because some of them are easy Mm -hmm. to navigate. The fact that you're going to jump into like a little buggy, you know, and go through the haunted mansion makes sense. But like certain things that you did, um, like walking through the castle, uh, or going into the animation academy at DCA, there's no time limit on like no time limit on those, and they're also kind of just more wandering, meandering attractions than they uh-huh. are actually a straight through thing. So, like, what constituted as something for you, and, and what were the rules around that? So, yeah, I, I used the phrase as I was going experience attractions instead of ride attractions or rides or whatever <laughs> uh, because. For one, I knew that there were some rides that I did not want to go on and that I wasn't going to subject myself to even on my birthday, (laughs) or especially because of my birthday, (laughs) like uh, Mickey's Death Wheel or the Pal Around, whatever it's called now, like (laughs) stuff like that refused to go on. Um, So um, obviously there's a few shows that you can experience and a few walk through attractions like you had uh, just stated. Uh, parades I uh, also uh, have as an attraction, but I, I, I made a, an unofficial rule, which I never discussed in the video, uh, which is that it had to, I had to experience it for at least a minute. And okay. once I experience it for a minute, then I can move on. Most things I experienced more longer than a minute. The only thing that I would say that was like about a minute was um, a, a parade I experienced. Uh, I've experienced another parade for like, I don't know. 10 seconds and I almost counted it and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to count it. I didn't even record it. It's not, I mean, I did record it, but I didn't include it in the video because I, I, I knew right away that I wasn't going to count it and that would be a cheat. Because <laughs> so, I was well, literally... Way, 
you did say this. So there is a if you're listening to this podcast, there is also a vlog that accompanies this podcast. So you can go check that out on the YouTube channel. Right. Yeah. I'm sure. Hopefully, I said that in the intro. But also, the last episode of the Dark Theme Park show was the audio from that as well. So at this point, we hope they they know there's there's content. <laughs> so we're we're going to clear there. Um, okay. Good. But I also want to go back to my planning because uh, that's what you originally were asking me for before we start getting into what we're doing. Um, I tried to use Genie app, didn't get too far. What I did do was write down every attraction that I wanted to go to, go to, go experience, as I, <laughs> as I just said, uh, and that, and then I decided that I wanted to use uh, the touring plans app to try to help me come up with a touring plan, as it were. Teach for the best time. Now there was some. You go to that. It's for one. uh, Every person that had used uh, Genie publicly to plan uh, up until that point, uh, it was had a miserable experience. I believe you told me that it didn't help you. Uh, I saw videos that said the same, so I knew that was not going to be a useful tool. Uh, I tried to just like kind of do it in my head and then i realized i was like oh yeah there's touring plans which is something i hadn't used in years uh the last time i used it was like 2014 in walt disney world uh just so everyone's aware uh i live a few miles away from disneyland so i don't need like to use stuff like touring plans to go to the parks but um at the you know you know i don't go to walt disney world that often and at the and so you want to make the most of your time there. So I figured, hey, let me uh, let me give the touring plans app a whirl and help it help me get the most out of my day. Um, you, you also typically when you go to Disneyland, the same way that I go to Disneyland, you're there for a couple of hours. You meander. Right. If you get on a ride, great. You know, like it. It is that kind of yeah. It's pretty laid back, stroll. leisurely. Exactly. Yep. And, and so. <laughs> Did you think about the possibilities of how long you would be there for and the fatigue that might come with that? <laughs> I did. I mean, the role, the closest experience I have to that was when the parks reopened, when before uh, Magic Keys came online and we had to buy day tickets to experience the park. And with that, I mean, that was like all day activities, you know, like that was <laughs> – uh, and that, those were some rough days. Uh, I was in there within the first week of reopen and – all the queues were outside and with no shade. So that was in this, you know, how draining standing in the sun is all day uh, as a factor. And just trying to get your, your money's worth <laughs> for those day tickets. <laughs> so I knew it was, I knew it was going to be tiring. I did not anticipate how bad it would be though, which I guess that's a little precursor there on my untrained sitting at home, working from home body. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a factor with that but um yeah i think that is about all you know, sorry the other all the other planning i did was i tried to find uh vlogs on youtube of people that have like done all the attractions in one day or so they claim um and i watched a, a, a few of those videos and uh there was no talk of strategy at all in those videos that i came across <laughs> And it was just kind of clips of the rides, you know, and I actually uh, afterwards had determined that I don't believe those videos. I think they're fake. I don't think that they did them all in one day. Uh, 
because I didn't even do all the attractions in one day. I, <laughs> and, I and I barely made it. <laughs> so I, I call shenanigans on those videos. I'm not calling anyone out in particular. I don't remember half of who, what, who they were, but um, so that's what I knew. I was uh, I couldn't count anyone, but uh, a little help from touring plans and thinking on my feet <laughs> to get through this. So uh, before we jump into the start of your day, I just want to clarify. There are about a hundred attractions, give or take, at Disneyland, at, at the resort, so both parks, a hundred in total. Um, Is there? I didn't think it was that high. Yeah, it's between both. It's it, like there's about thirty at DCA, then around like sixty or so at uh, at Disneyland. Hmm. Um, but you're also talking about. You know, considering Tom Sawyer Island is an attraction. Yeah, for Basically sure. Basically anything that's on the map. Um, right. So, yeah, you're correct. Doing everything uh, just seems crazy. So, right. <laughs> in in preparation and what you were thinking of doing, you had to choose 45 attractions. Did you choose those beforehand? Did you try and figure out what you were going to do? Um Long yes. before, was this something you did on the fly? No, I chose the 45 beforehand. I had those like um, written down in like a note on my phone. And then uh, day of, that's when I started. Actually, no, I it's, uh, maybe like t- uh, the, uh, two or days before, you could start creating the touring plan. And that's what I did. So I put everything into touring plans. So my my reservation had me starting at DCA. So I had to make two separate touring plans because you can't um, make a touring plan that goes uh, with park hopping. So I, I made the two separate touring plans. But the one caveat there is that you can't factor in lightning lanes because, A, you won't have them yet. <laughs> so you can't do that ahead of time. But I knew that was going to alter the course of my plans, you know, you know, because they're just they come up as they come up. Right. Um, so going into the, the beginning of your day, I want to kind of get a, a, a rough start even before you, you know, start cause Disneyland, uh, you was your second park. You started at California adventure, mm-hmm. which opened at eight. Correct. So before you started the day, technically at eight o'clock, um, you got up at what time to do this? Oh my god, I don't, uh, I don't remember what time I got up, but I was definitely one of those like get everything ready the night before <laughs> kind of nights and get up and go. Um, I think all I know is that I wanted to arrive. I wanted to be dropped off because I got dropped off because uh, essentially uh, I had Shannon, my partner, drop me off, and then she was going to meet me for dinner later. Um, and then I took a lift home just for one, just to not have to deal with the parking lot and adding the, those walks onto my already brutal day. Uh, so I don't know what time I woke up, but I'm pretty sure I got dropped off at seven 30. Okay. So and yeah, you were, so. and you made the plan to get dropped off instead of, uh, walking from the parking lot to the front of the, either gate, which is. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like three quarters of a mile walk, um, which is fine in the morning, but who knows where you would be by the end of the night. 
Um, yeah, but especially you made after the that conscious day. plan to get dropped <laughs> off. Yeah, for sure. I thought that that would. I I I we don't, I, we don't live that close to the park that it wasn't inconvenient to just drop me off and come back home. But I figured I would cash in some birthday points there. <laughs> so yeah, so that worked to my advantage. Otherwise, I probably would have just taken. Um, a lift from my ass. I was definitely not going to park and then walk the mile there and the mile back. <laughs> right. And uh, spoilers for anybody who doesn't know yet. Um, you opened to close to the park. When, yeah. And I know from a conversation we had beforehand that you were hoping that would not be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it was based on nothing. I was just hoping. I had no idea how long it would take me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you had a dinner reservation. Shannon met you for dinner. Um, and did you ever at any point in time during your morning, because you felt like maybe you were a bit behind, that you would end up canceling your dinner plans? No, I never factored that in, especially since I chose to like spend my birthday by myself. <laughs> I figured that I may have entertained. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. But I knew that she had made the reservation. She, and this is the only time we'd be spending together on my birthday. So that I was like, I'll definitely keep that going. But the real reality of like, why I was definitely not going to miss this is that I had no time to eat up to that point. <laughs> so I, I, I was ravenous by the time five, all I had was trail mix that I had in my backpack. I brought with me. Oh no, I'm sorry. I had one, um, Reuben tater tots from one of the, uh, festival of the holiday stands and trail mix that's all i ate from yeah, i mean realistically you had no time <laughs> yeah ever. ever no <laughs> i didn't um, um yeah so you you ended up getting to the park how early before opening like you technically open for anybody who doesn't know you i'm sure most people that listen to the show know but you can get to the park before opening and you can basically get to the end of if you're a California adventure, at least the end of Buena Vista street to go to wherever thing you need to go. So how early were you before the gates technically opened so that you could start your venture? I'm going to say I got through the gates and was standing near the, where the rope drop hordes of people were waiting to head to racers. Um, probably about seven so okay, probably so 15 were, minutes like, to get the security and all that stuff. And, yeah. Sure. So you are probably on property around 730-ish, just so we know how long you were there for that day. Yeah. I got dropped off at 730 at the at the uh, rideshare drop-off area. So it's obviously for people, it's right. It's pretty close to the security checkpoint for people that I don't okay. know. And then, yeah. And, and then um, you chose beforehand to make racers your first priority um and you factored in the genie plus situation with that yeah that was very strategic for so uh there's a there's three attractions in disneyland that you are you have to pay uh a, a separate upcharge to use the lightning lane for um right it's three right yeah uh, it's yeah. uh yeah it's racers uh web, web slingers and rise of the resistance uh so i knew i wanted to get racers in and i didn't want to pay the upcharge. Uh, so it, that was my strategy was like, let me just get to racers first. Cause I mean, that's what everyone was doing. Uh, and, and I hadn't really even considered, I just figured I'm just going to stand by it. It wasn't until I actually got there that I was like, 
oh, single rider. What am I doing? <laughs> like, like I totally even forgot about it. <laughs> uh, because even at that point, I would say at rope drop, the wait was probably like an hour because everybody is trying to get into standby for razors, especially since Genie Plus had just launched, right? <laughs> I mean, there must have been like so like hundreds of people in front of me at rope drop, like when I was waiting for that 15 minutes. <laughs> and you would probably think too that like web slingers would have taken a bit more away from Radiator Springs racers, but it really hasn't. It hasn't because it, it doesn't. It doesn't compare as a, a. I know it's subjective, but I don't think it's on the same level of entertainment and quality. And no, you're correct. That is the only correct <laughs> Without saying it sucks, I'm just saying. Right. It so is, you're going to pay for one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, okay. So you got to racers. So you basically knew you weren't going to get web slingers in or. Rise of Resistance. Those lines are consistently pretty long all day. So, well, I'll, were... I'll, I'll say I will say this: I did have Rise of Resistance on my list of things I wanted to do. Uh, sure, I, but I wasn't, but I wasn't going to sacrifice time, of, you know, whatever. But I, Web Slingers was not on that list. That was not something I wanted to do on my birthday. So, so that wasn't even a factor in my plans. Uh, also, again, you are correct. That is the correct take. Yes, thank you. Uh, so while you were in line for Radiator Springs races, however long that was, did you automatically jump on Genie Plus to get like the next Lightning Lane fast pass that you could? Yeah, at that point, really, I got my first one, right? Because I hadn't booked any. So while I was um, waiting in there, which was probably only a few minutes for a single rider, there's only like two or three people in front of me. Um, Instead of the hour waited standby, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've written in standby on racers once ever. It's always single rider, even with the people, because it's just so much. Just get it, you know. It's not worth it. <laughs> well, that's subjective, but it's not worth it to me. Anyways, um, yeah, and so the first one I got was Soren, because I figured that would be a wait, and that was coming in at, at nine o'clock. So I had about an hour to do some standby stuff. <sighs> That's actually a, a good strategy. Soren is an attraction. I have to believe that it's always the longest line and probably serves the least amount of people in a day. Yeah. You know it's what just I mean? The capacity like, is low and it's slow loader, slow unload. And it's a pretty long attraction. <laughs> is it? For, I mean, it's I probably know. like 10, 10 to 12 minutes hmm. considering. You know, you get in there, you sit down, you buckle up, they check you, etc. It's probably hitting around like the twelve minute mark. Um, maybe, but I don't know. Like, what? It can only hold maybe like a hundred people in each theater at a time. Um, so it's got to be a slow loader. So regardless, that I think that was a really smart choice that you made. Thank you. Um, and, <laughs> no problem. And so you got that one. For anybody who doesn't know or hasn't gone yet to do lightning lanes. They're similar to fast passes in the sense that they give you a one hour time limit um, to come back within uh-huh. that hour. So how long did you have kind of all day long between each uh, lightning lane or did it, did it kind of fluctuate throughout the day? I mean, it varied for sure. But um, if you want me to give you an average, uh, it was average. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anywhere for half an hour or 60 minutes? The only ones that were like longer than an hour 
was Haunted Mansion Holiday and Space Mountain. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, any other ones that we fluctuated between 30 minutes to, half, to an hour. And I actually think that this Soren one started like at like 8.15 or something like that or 8.20. So like right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I knew I had till 9-ish to get there, so. Which is an interesting strategy to do this. And I, I am the type of person uh, regularly that if my time is 8.15, like you said, uh, I'm usually there between 8.05 and like 8, you know, 50, right up to 8.15. Like, I'm kind of the first person to get on that. Huh. Why did you choose to try and get, you know, to the, like, uh, you know, the latest time possible? Um, well, at that, yeah, at that, at that point, I mean, you know, most of the crowds were diverging either to racers or web slingers. <sighs> Um, and Soren at that point, and or uh, Mission Breakout, right? So my strategy was to just get go on as many short wait uh, attractions as possible in that first hour, because that's going to be the slowest time of the time I'm going to be there, which was till one p.m. <laughs> so that was my thinking, and I, I think it was kind of true. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I have your list of of attractions that you went through here. So after racers. You had that Soren pass up your sleeve, but you opted to instead of going to that, you got to uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, and you got to Toy Story Midway Mania, which that was a big win. Does have a line? <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I don't recall if that's a Lightning Lane attraction or not, but I didn't use it. And what happened was Luigi's was down because I was going to go right on Luigi's, and it was down when I got off the of racers. So I went to Mater's. And I got off Mater's, it was still down. And I'm like, all right, I need to squeeze something else in before it's Soren. I looked at the wait time for Toy Story in Maywena, and it said 10 minutes. And I was like, that's never going to be that low again today. <laughs> so I just headed straight there. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't recall if that's a landing lane attraction or not. Um, but I didn't use it for it. I, it was only 10 minutes. And I knew it was that was as short as it was ever going to be that whole day. <laughs> well, you um, also chose, so right after Soren. You did end up getting back at Luigi's. Yeah, but if you look at the time difference, I mean, you're right. Soren probably did take a while because it's almost like an hour between those two things there. <laughs> right? It takes a long time. Yeah, I mean, because um, even in the lightning lane, um, the former fast pass lane, like once you pass that, you still have to kind of sit and wait for the theater to open. Yeah, essentially so, you're you're just waiting for like, the first chunk of the, I'm sorry, you're just bypassing the first chunk of the queue inside with the lightning lane or fast pass, but you're not going straight in, right? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you still have to wait for, for the theater to open. It's a pretty long pre-show, like, uh, in which is kind of what I wondered, like when I asked you earlier, like, why did you choose these attractions as your strategy? And I understand in you saying, most people are on this side of the park, so I'm going to try and get in these things. It makes sense. But mm. did you ever factor in how long certain attractions actually are? Because um, you end up doing a, I you know, I, other yeah. attractions that are pretty long, like Mickey's Magic is a pretty long show. You end up going on It's a Small World, which is also another longer attraction. You know, like, was that yeah. a factor at all? Well... I didn't really factor in like the length in my 
time. I think the touring plan does, does that a little bit. Um, but I did factor in the fact, like going on stuff like Small World and, and Philhar Magic, that that would be a physical break for my body. And that factored in with that personal enjoyment <laughs> level as well. <laughs> I mean, let's let's not forget, for the most part, this is about me having fun, right? <laughs> I'm not sure. just like yeah. subjecting myself to random things. <laughs> right, yeah. This That's is, why I refuse a, to go. <laughs> okay. This is a chore that was also <laughs> an enjoyable chore. Right. Um, that does make sense because the amount of time that you could spend standing on your feet, if you did it right, would be really quite a long time. So, some of those longer shows are really just kind of like I need a sitting on a bench kind of moment. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. I, I uh, uh, Phil Magic actually uh, ran a little later than anticipated, and I had a uh, lightning lane for Mission Breakout. I think it was for, I think it ended at ten thirty, uh, and so I you know I got out of there after ten thirty, and I'm like, oh man, I missed it. I'll just go over there and see what happens. And uh, I learned that there is a grace period, which I did not know. <laughs> I don't know if that's common knowledge or not, but um, I don't think it is. So for anybody who gets genie plus, just know you got a little bit of extra time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I got in there almost 15 minutes late and they, it, it worked. I mean, they just scan it in. Obviously it's not like someone making a decision, like, like the old paper fast passes, but that was legitimately a cast member's decision, whether to let you in or not. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let me just ask you this, because at this point in the day, uh, after a mission breakout, you've only done seven attractions, and you've been there nearly three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, were you feeling on pace by nearly the end of your morning, or were you feeling like you were dragging? I felt okay at DCA because I knew that the amount I needed to get done at DCA was like so short compared to Disneyland. <laughs> I thought I might have to stay there longer than 1 p.m. That was probably about as as, as far as I feared, but I, I thought I was pacing okay by the time so, noon hit or 11-ish or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you also ended up on uh, the pier, on Pixar Pier, which is kind of like... Fantasyland, which is uh, me saying, really, that's where like the most attractions are. Yeah, I will say that I, on, on the my personal enjoyment level, I could strategically have banged out so much of those attractions, those opening day DCA attractions. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna ask you why you <laughs> didn't, because I understand like the Pixar Pal Around or the uh, Old Mickey's Fun Wheel, Death Wheel, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Because there's a legitimate kind of like fear for some people. And it's also, um, it's just a wild ride that could be anywhere from like 10 to like 20 minutes, depending on who's operating it at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. But some of those ones like, um, goofy sky school or the silly symphony swings, like all of those over there, you could have really gotten done in like a 15 minute span. Yeah. And you chose uh, not to. I, yeah, I think my choice, well, it's funny, at some point uh, this morning, I actually did have a lightning lane for Goofy Sky School, and I chose not to use it. <laughs> I was, I thought I needed to use it, and then I, I replaced it with something else, uh, just to meet my the quota that I had for DCA. Um, but my reason not to do those is that, generally speaking, I wanted to try to avoid 
as many spinners as possible. Cause that's, uh, you know, that's the challenge of being a 45 year old man is that, uh, <laughs> those type of attractions really, uh, this, they're, they're built for the people with a center of gravity, much lower than mine. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, just to use physics in there and, and, uh, you know, as a kid that you can't get enough of those carnival rides, but it's not really enjoyable. Um, <laughs> as an adult <laughs> and uh and i knew i had to do some so i just i didn't i just didn't want to subject myself to all those like strategically it would have been a smart move like you said i could have banged out like that whole area and it's such a small amount of time there was like practically no wait for those attractions <laughs> for the swings the golden zephyr sky school which i had a lightning lane for i could have walked right on um but you know, those are just kind of like one and dones for me. For you know, <laughs> I'm just right. like, uh, you know, they're just like it's just a big no for me. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, get it. I totally get it. Um, you also opted to uh, before you left. You opted to go through the uh, animation building, which has several different things. They have a uh, you know, show with crush hmm. and the animation Academy and like the sorcerer's workshop, which is kind of just like a walkthrough thing. Hmm. Um, why did you choose the sorcerer's workshop? Okay. So obviously I don't think they're even doing like the animation Academy are they? I, I don't think they, that they were, they are. Well, what do I know? Yeah. Either way. Um, I, oh, I know. I, I thought it was the frozen meet and greet, uh, which was also in there at some point, but it's not open now. Well, I didn't really, I, I didn't know how long that was going to take. So I wasn't really, I wasn't, that wasn't even a factor. At some point, uh, Turtle Talk with Crush was, but I realized as I was getting later in the day that that was just, it actually has set show times in the app. So uh, whatever it was, it just wasn't going to work. That that would have been one of my take a load off attractions. Um, so I decided to go in, uh, in Sorcerer's Workshop. Uh, one reason I, I, I just, I kind of think it's like this place that most people don't even know that's there. And like, I didn't even know it was there for like years. <laughs> like I saw someone like post a video. It's like, Oh, I'm at DCA and the beast library. And I'm like, where are you? What are you even talking about? <laughs> Cause I would never go in the animation building. <laughs> and then, uh, it's kind of a cool little immersive area. And I, you know, I, I, as, as I dug into it, I realized that there's a whole area of it now that's not missing. Uh, that was like a Ursula area, but, um, you know, it, I like, I like, it's just kind of a cool immersive area. It's kind of spooky in there. Uh, and they actually have this little interactive thing, uh, to get, see what Disney character you're most like, uh, <laughs> that I did. So I figured that was me experiencing the sorcerer's workshop instead of just like walking in there and be like, I did it. Goodbye. <laughs> you know? Instead I was syndrome, which I will say that, you know, you basically answer a bunch. Of, it's like they're taking an online quiz, answer a bunch of questions and they tell you who you are. It's literally like a Buzzfeed quiz it's or something. Thing, yeah. yeah. But uh, I kept like kind of flip flopping between like who I actually am and who I wish I was in my answers. Okay. <laughs> so I ended up with syndrome, which I don't think is appropriate, accurate at all. But okay. <laughs> I'll take Jason Lee. He's cool. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you did get bullied by a superhero. Uh, 
<laughs> as a young child. So uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so you ended up lose, you know, giving up uh, DCA and leaving at one, which is exactly when you can, uh, if you're now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, park hopping is kind of weird now. So if you make a reservation for one park, you can't leave it until one. Um, was there anything else in California Adventure that you thought you could have gotten in before you made the jump over? Or were you just like excited to get across the way, knowing that there's way more attractions over there? Yeah, I, I, I think I was good on DCA. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't even think of anything else that I like would have done. I, I th- You know what? I think like I was... I think the only thing I had on my list, which I put under attraction, is watching the Spider-Man stunt show, <laughs> which Did I actually still. Spider-Man that day. Which I actually have never timed up seeing the Spider-Man stunt show in person. <laughs> so what? I was, so I was trying to do. I think I've seen every other show uh, in uh, Avengers Campus, but I just have never seen that one uh, in with you know in person. So I, I was like, oh, I would experience. I would. I was going to count that as an attraction, but that was about it. Uh, I. I there wasn't anything else that I think that I would have done. No. Yeah. I think I got it. I was pretty satisfied walking out of there and I was really happy. I was doing it right at 1 PM. Cause I thought I'd have to be later in order to hit the quota for DCA. Well, yeah. I mean, you did it right on time. So were you at this point feeling still on schedule? Yeah, I felt, yeah, I felt like, Oh, I got this. And, uh, I mean, in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, I haven't really done that much like numbers wise. <laughs> But you finished everything in TCA that you set out to do besides the Spider-Man show, I guess. So then, okay, what was the strategy going into uh, going into Disneyland proper? Well, at that point, I had had a second touring plan uh, for Disneyland, and I just figured that I would follow it because I'm going in there midday on a Saturday during the holidays. You know, I don't have the it's slow and bang a bunch of stuff out advantage of going in there at one o'clock. I also was having issues understanding the app and how to use Genie Plus once I've parked top, which I did not include any of this in the video. So I had to go to guest relations and be explained, you know, what's up, uh, which was pretty simple. But I still had to wait. <laughs> so, but I was like, I, I, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess the best way to describe it is up until that point, I was like, oh, Genie Plus is really convenient when you're using it because uh, every time you open a Disneyland app on its home screen, it gives you the option to choose the next one right there without having to like search for what you want to do next. It's yeah. just, it's just like right there. Um, but what, but that, doesn't change parks. It's <laughs> so you can still book a lightning lane in another park, but then you have to go searching for it each time, <laughs> which is not like, you know, the first world problem. Sure. But uh, <laughs> it just was not as convenient as, uh, as, as the, the first part of my day. And I didn't realize that. I thought that was the only way you could book was just from the home screen because first time I ever used it, you know, <laughs> I had no idea. So, Anyways, uh, so I had to, I I killed a bunch of time with that. Um, And, and then I was like, I don't really know. I I didn't have a plan on my own. I I really just went with uh, touring plans and just kind of let the, it guide me during that time because I just didn't know what the best strategy would be coming in at at one o'clock. The wait times were kind of all over the place. Um, 
and it was pretty busy. I mean, relatively speaking, you know, we're not at a capacity as that we were in the past years, you know, pre-pandemic. So had I tried this on like a regular Saturday before Christmas, I don't think I could have accomplished this year, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. <laughs> so, um, like, uh, you, when you booked this, by the way, going, going way back at this point, you had to book a reservation for the park for this uh-huh. day. You knew this day was coming up. Were you able to get your choice of either starting at Disneyland or starting at California Adventure? Or did you have to start with California Adventure? I had to. This was during that this period where like reservations were all gone for like the entire month of December. At some point in like mid November, <laughs> there was like this period where there was like no reservations at all, and then they miraculously appeared <laughs> and so they, they became a little easier to get uh into december so i was like frantic that i wouldn't be able to go on my birthday so i i would just keep checking to see if it opened up and then randomly a dca was available on my birthday and i just took it <laughs> and i and I, I if it had that not been the case i would have started at disneyland but as time went on i think it was a very great strategy to start at dca so I wouldn't have to park hop to accomplish this. I could just bang out the DCA stuff at the beginning. And especially since Disneyland stays open later than DCA as well. That's another factor. I yeah, because th- you then would have had to park hop twice. In mm-hmm. so, had you had started at Disneyland, if you were thinking of a strategy of that, where would you have gone first for Disneyland? I don't even know. I mean, I, I, right when you asked me that, my mind went to three different areas. <laughs> First, there's like the, oh, yeah, no weeks of Fantasyland. All right, let's bang that out, which, you know, that comes into play later. Um, and then there's, oh, should I, I should go to Rise of Resistance. That's where, you know, because but then I'm like, yeah, that's where everybody's going. Try to get in the standby for that one. Uh, maybe New Orleans, you know, because uh, Han Mansion Holidays consistently has long waits and Pirates during busiest times of year well as well. So I could have probably, probably would have just maybe went there and, and Big Thunder, probably get that whole area. That might have been a way, a good way to start the day as well. Tough to, tough to, tough to decide. I don't know, well, but I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't decide. have to. I'm glad I didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you ended up over at at Main Street um, at 1 p.m. From there, you were basically going down the street towards Fantasyland, um, which I think is an interesting choice. That midday on a Saturday, you thought. Fantasyland, definitely the way to go. Yeah, the touring, that's why I said I was following the touring plan there, and it was telling me to go to Teacups. And because it was like, it was like maybe like five or 10 minutes wait. And then Toad was pretty short, Carousel was short. As you can see, that's kind of what I was doing. And then I had a lightning lane for Small World because Small World Holiday typically has long waits. So I would, so that's kind of what I was doing, right? I was like getting short wait time attractions in Fantasyland before I went on Small World. That was the strategy mid-afternoon. And you did okay after the teacups? I mean, you're saying like, you know, not your favorite. I'm assuming that the teacups is not, you know, pardon the pun, your cup of tea, typically. Uh, yeah, I would say that was probably the third or fourth time I've been on it in the past six or seven years. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I, any attraction that 
you could spin on your own or do whatever. I chose not to <laughs> just to save my <laughs> equilibrium <laughs> for all the spinning I had in my future. <laughs> yeah. Cause you end up, uh, as soon as small world is up, you're, next lightning lane you also then got a lightning lane for roger rabbit which you were able to get on pretty quickly right after yeah that was that was walk right on for with the lightning lane <sighs> so would you say then like this is one of the busiest times of year on a saturday even though it's not as busy because of covid and reservations and things like that but would you say that the genie plus really served you well especially on in situations like this, where it's like midday, yeah. normally everything has a long line, like this really did okay here? For sure. I, I would say Small World was probably at least an hour, if not more. I don't recall what it was, because I wasn't necessarily tracking that as I went along, but just for per my memory, that was at least an hour. Um, and it was probably like 30 to 40 minutes for Roger Rabbit. So it... Uh, with Small World, I probably had to wait like five minutes to get on or something like that. But um, yeah, Roger Rabbit was just walk around, which I think I said in the in my video. It's like I well, I don't like standing in the Roger Rabbit queue when it's long. I like walking through it because it's uh, it's cool. Just uh, yeah, I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is my favorite Disney film of all time. Uh, so being able, to, you know, it's it's one of the few immersive queues in Disneyland <laughs> where you actually get to walk through the the scenes. Um, and things that are just really absent from the actual attraction. So that's a whole other rant. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm so glad they haven't closed it. Uh, <laughs> so that's another, <laughs> so whatever. I'm not going to start r- rambling about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Interestingly <laughs> enough, thinking about this, um, Roger Rabbit and Indiana Jones were like the first kind of immersive cues mm-hmm. that were ever built. And then, yeah, probably was, ever. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was this period of time where immersive cues kind of went away a bit. Um, and now they're back in like, you know, ridiculous fashion. Like if you go through um, Hogwarts at Universal Studios, like when you're in that line, um, it's ridiculous. But like this Roger Rabbit queue is amazing to walk through. And like the mm-hmm. Indiana Jones one is fun too. It used, you know, it's lost its charm. Uh, and lost some of the things that you can do in it, but like regardless, really great cues. Yeah, wait, well, when you, I could say it's lost its charm because because it's it's old, right? But if you actually right. stop and think about the Indiana Jones queue compared to like ninety percent of the queues at Disneyland, it's pretty incredible. It is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just you know. As a local, you get spoiled. You don't want to wait in lines. And and even waiting in the Roger Rabbit queue, when it's packed, you're just like, oh, my God, come on. <laughs> but uh, I think that's just, uh, you know, being a spoiled local. Though uh, that's, just not, that's not really commentary on the queue itself. But I will say, I think immersive queues are, like, gone again besides Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> you know, like, the new attractions are opening up. I don't know. I mean, you want to say Web Slingers is immersive? Uh, ish. Ish, it's just, right? It's as immersive as Rock and Roller Coaster is. Right, yeah, which I wouldn't say that is. It's just, it's barely. Uh, well, whole other side tangent. I think part of an immersion, I don't know, part of immersion to me is like, wow, I'm actually in this place that I've only imagined I'd ever be. You know, um, Indiana Jones, yeah, not particularly, but we've seen so much imagery like that in Indiana Jones that, it, you know, it, it's almost like you're in the movies. But, you know, an old 
auto repair center that's been revamped as a uh, technology test center. I've always wanted to be here, you know, not really. <laughs> so, I don't get too excited being in the web slingers queue. <laughs> and I don't even think most people pick up on what I just said is the theme of Avengers Campus anyway, so that's a whole other commentary. <laughs> that is so, yeah. There's a story there that nobody really picks up on. <laughs> yeah. So anywho, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's back or if it's in full swing, but I want it to come back. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so side tangents out of the way there. Thank you. Um, I, it, it's, like you, you, it's impossible for me not to comment on things like that. No, no, it's okay. Uh, I want to get back to a couple of these things because I'm interested um, in what you have to say here. So uh, you chose to go on the Mark Twain Riverboat, which, by the way, is one of my top three favorite things to do at Disneyland. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I I absolutely love it. But I also know that I'm a super huge geek for it, and like, not a lot of people do it because it's pretty long. Um. Was this a situation where you were thinking, and there's not a lot of seating on that boat either? Um, were you thinking this was like a rest period? Like, what were you thinking to do the Mark Twain? Because it takes up a good chunk of your time. Yeah, I thought it was a rest period. I I, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I, I rarely do it. Um, were you able to sit down? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. think I, I didn't sit down the whole time, though. Um, but I sit down for most of it, but. I think I moved because people were bothering me, <laughs> in all honesty, and getting too close to me uh, when it's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and then I was like, oh, let me just kind of like hang out by the you know the railing and get a little closer look at things that I don't usually see because I don't go on this all the time. And you um, also chose uh, you also chose to ride the Disneyland Railroad. There's four stops on the railroad, and you got on. In uh, New Orleans Square, correct? Correct, yep. And where did you get off? I got off at Tomorrowland. Why did you choose to go that far? Was that part of the touring plan? I think at this point I stopped using the touring plan. (laughs) Because it was just having me kind of zigzag around. Uh, And so while I... My commentary on touring plan, which I I paid for it, so this was not a sponsor... Um, was that I found it useful in DCA, but it was just zigzagging me a little bit too much for my logic in Disneyland. So I, I was using it as a loose guide. I never stopped looking at it completely, uh, but you know, using it as a loose guide. So uh, I knew I wanted to get the red road in. So I figured when I did do it, I should use it as a means of transportation to another area I want to go to. So there's that. Um, you know, I was going to say, Maybe that's my favorite stretch, but obviously, I mean, going through Primeval World, which I did not do that day, is pretty cool. But actually, I do think the most impressive stretch of the railroad is uh, New Orleans Square to Toontown. Just getting that shots of uh, you know the, that that view of Rivers of America really—that's one of the most immersive experiences that you can yeah. have in the park, which are just because it's just so vast and huge, and you can't see anything else. <laughs> you know, like you're really immersed in it completely. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would agree with you for sure. I like I love the dinorama, but now going over that big bridge is just like a, a beautiful, um, picturesque thing. And now going back to the Mark Twain, when you go past that area, you get to see all the little details a lot more, mm-hmm. uh, like of the bridge. And I absolutely love what they did back there. Like 
uh, that happened like when they were just building or starting to build um, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I don't think people like give that give Imagineering enough credit for what they did there. Like, it seems like it's been there the whole time. For sure, I have like like a hard memory of it beforehand, to be honest with you, because it's just so like wow, you know, like when, right at right when it, when the Rebel opened after that closure. <laughs> It was just such a wow factor to that area, um, and yeah, day or night, it's just such a cool part yeah. of uh, of the of the railroad track. So I knew that I wanted to do it, and like I said, I figured I would use it just strategically to get to Tomorrowland. You know, the the, the Toontown to Tomorrowland track is basically nothing. <laughs> so that right, right. it's, it's so, like a billboard uh, and a old Tomorrowland Speedway car or uh, Autopia car. Yeah, I think one time. Um, oh my God, why am I driving in the parade? The awesome parade, paint the night. There we go. Uh, I just happened to see. Uh, <laughs> I say the awesome parade because I, I don't like watching uh, every parade, <laughs> but that one's so awesome. Uh, I, I I saw the performers getting ready to go out of like and and, and right near there once and all lit up in the dark and i was like oh it's so cool they're getting ready to go that was like the only cool time i ever had on that stretch of the railroad because <laughs> otherwise it's just a whole lot of nothing um but i mean it's kind of like that from main street to new orleans square but it kind of feels like there's a bunch of stuff around you because you pass the jungle cruise and it's like i wonder what it's wonder what i can't see there's a whole jungle around me because that's obviously the vibe they're trying to give off yeah. but they don't really even i feel like they don't even try during that tomorrowland from toontown stretch <laughs> no, no not at all. um but uh, the rest of your afternoon you're basically in frontierland or over in tomorrowland yeah um you do big thunder mountain which i don't know like are you a roller coaster person like generally speaking, no. Um, I'm not like ant. Like, obviously, I've gone I've been on road coasters this whole day, and I, I do enjoy Big Thunder. I don't like go to Six Flags and like go hog wild or whatever. So I'm not like a sure. coaster enthusiast by any means. Uh, there's various reasons for that, and a lot of that has to do with my age <laughs> and my body and what it's willing to endure. But um, I, I, you know, Big Thunder is always fun, um, and it's yeah, and it's great visually and yeah. su- superior to magic kingdoms and probably every way <laughs> visually <laughs> the ride itself and all that fun stuff. Anyways, yeah, rant over. you don't, you don't have a uh, poor stomach when it comes to roller coasters, right? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I, I, w- I would say the thing that I, uh, you know, we, I didn't talk about going on credit coaster and later on, I go on Matterhorn. Uh, those are just like rough. Like they're just not just like, pleasurable to ride <laughs> for me you know like it's just like it's not worth the thrill to be like banged up but big thunder <laughs> is like it's not rough at all like it's so smooth and it's so much fun and just visually stimulating and i you know i can't get enough of that uh you know the funny feeling in your tummy when you stare at the goat <laughs> you know and all that stuff so uh, i would say i i i, I I enjoy Big Thunder quite a bit. <laughs> and are you good with motion simulators like Star Tours? Because you do that as well. Yeah, that doesn't bother okay. me. Okay, it's really, I really think it's the spinners that are, are the thing that don't that mess with me. <laughs> Perfect, and, and we'll come back to that. I, I want to do. I want to come back to that in a bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you leave Tomorrowland, 
at 5.14. Your dinner reservation was at 5. It was at 5.30? Okay, so you were not late to dinner. No, I was not late. Okay, just wanted to make sure you were being a a good kid. (laughs) Yeah, I was a great kid. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, so, okay, so you weren't late, but you got on the monorail to go to uh, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen in downtown Disney. Was this a choice that you guys made to book the reservation at the Jazz Kitchen? Because where you get off on the monorail, it's somewhat close to the Jazz Kitchen. Um, Was that a choice? That was not worked into this plans at all. I would say the Jazz Kitchen reservation was booked before I decided to do this. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. uh, Briefly, um, my first thought was, I want to go to Blue Bayou on my birthday, and I want Shannon to go. She doesn't have a magic key, so, you know, we're going to get a you know, a day ticket for blah, blah, blah. And I, and I I actually actively tried to get a blue value reservation pretty much up almost up until I decided to do this challenge. And then right when I decided to do this, it was probably about a week out. (laughs) All honesty. Um, I, I'd had the jazz kitchen one because it's all I could get of a place I actually wanted to eat on my birthday. And it just happened to be in downtown Disney. So I just got it. And then I was like, well, that works. You don't have to go to the park. You don't have to endure this, stupid challenge i'm gonna do you can just meet me <laughs> she doesn't have the passion that i have for this kind of shenanigans so uh, it's like you can just meet me for dinner and we can have a nice dinner at a, at a place that i uh, i enjoy uh i would say yeah i mean that's yeah the jazz kitchen uh cafe arlene's blue bayou any of those places uh would probably be the top of my list for to have a birthday meal in <laughs> Okay, so this was not like a we have to eat at this restaurant because it's close to the monorail, and that would be the best way for me to get back to this kind of thing. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That. yeah, no, that was a long way to answer your question, but no. but yeah, no, I, 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 I realized that when I got off the monorail, I was like, sweet, it's right here. Like that, that's yeah. that's when I that's when I realized it. <laughs> okay, I didn't so think that it. was that was not funny. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so uh, you had you allotted how much time you were going to spend at dinner, or? Was that just kind yeah. of like something that you had to figure out at dinner? I did a lot. I did think that I would be like 90 to, minutes to two hours. <laughs> I, I, I figured that the whole the break would be not, I don't, I don't know how long I was actually going to be sitting at the table, but uh, I didn't want to like, just like rush through it. You know, like I wanted to actually enjoy the meal, you know, with my partner sure. and, and have like right. a birthday dinner time. <laughs> um, so you weren't trying to rush out of there. No. Um, um, so, uh, all right. So you end up back in the park after dinner. At that point, like, where would you say the crowds were before dinner, like in the afternoon, and where were they afterwards? I mean, they're probably about the same, but um, it just depends which attractions. It was just, you know, like I said, like stuff like uh, – Haunted Mansion Holiday and Space Mountain and Rise of the Resistance, those were just like 90 to two hour plus waits the whole time that I had access to Disneyland. Okay. And Indiana so, Jones was almost, it was always over an hour as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm just trying to figure out like at what point, because um, by the way, at this point in your day, you're about halfway through. Yeah, so it's um, seven o'clock, and I'm only halfway through. through. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. So you've gone from eight to five p.m. Um, 
it's a awful long time and you're not going to have that many hours coming back into the park. So when you left and you came back, like what was the strategy? Like what were you thinking um, as you went into the evening hours at Disneyland? Well, I, I had a, um, a lighting lane for Haunted Mansion holiday. I don't recall exactly what time it was, but I, I think it was until eight. <laughs> uh, um, so that's kind of was my loose strategy is once I got a lightning lane, I would try to just bang out as many standby before the latest possible time I could go to that lightning lane. <laughs> so that I was just kind of continuing that. Uh, when I first went in the park, um, I tried to go to Immigrate Moments with Mr. Lincoln and it was it was closed. So that I figured let me go back in the park through the main gates and just bang that out, but it was closed or shut down or I don't know, whatever it wasn't, I couldn't go in there and I didn't want to, uh, that was definitely a strategy, bad strategy waiting around for that to reopen. <laughs> well, you, what, since you had the Haunted Mansion pass, um, you ended up going through Adventureland, you know, left through the park, mm. which would take you to like Adventureland and then New Orleans square, which is where the Haunted Mansion is. So you chose to, uh, get on some of these attractions uh, kind of as you were walking your way back to Haunted Mansion, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I hit up Tiki Room because uh, there was not. There was like you know whatever. Just had to wait a few minutes for the next show. Yeah. Jungle Cruise was not was uh, short. That's a that's a that's an attraction that could definitely have a long queue, especially especially after it's, it was closed for a while and reopened. But I would say that was a uh, practically a walk on. <laughs> so I I hit that at a walk on point which was very interesting. Um, I did that a, a, a few other times <laughs> throughout the rest of the night, which was definitely changed my fate <laughs> for of, uh, of accomplishing the goals. <laughs> Even when the uh, wait time said they were longer. Um, so that's another interesting point too. Um, okay. But I could just physically see that there was no one in the, in the jungle cruise line. Like it. So I just, yeah, I must've waited like five minutes for it. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad wait at all. Um, you end up going kind of sporadically through some other areas. You end up at, at, uh, the Millennium Falcon and then at Pirates and then at Autopia. Um, and you spend a bit more time in Tomorrowland, but you, uh, don't like spinners. You end up riding the Astro Orbiter, which is your first time you've ever ridden it since it moved, which is like what? 1997, uh, 98, something like that. Some of that. It didn't move when, um, Rocket rods was built or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been like twenty years, man. Is what I'm saying. It's been a while. You've not ridden this attraction. And actually, I don't even think it's the same attraction. Like the same, like the vehicles. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, thought, <laughs> I thought about that after I was I said that to you verbally. <laughs> but you ride this, and you ride Space Mountain, and you ride the Matterhorn. Um, I'm just curious because throughout all the whole day, to me, you were riding some attractions. Like I'm not really good on the teacups. Astro Orbiter kind of does something weird for me. Um, uh, were they worsening your situation as the evening was going on? Like uh, I know, like oh, being yeah. in the park that long, I start to get tired and fatigued and cranky. And were they just worsening it for you, or are you still having fun at that point? Well, let me. Uh, this is. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, I I kind of cut 
a lot of this out of the video of the vlog and the, or the podcast episode as well. <laughs> and it had someone else been editing it. Uh, they might've put it in since it's me. I cut it out, <laughs> but my crankiness level was increasing at a rapid rate during this time period. <laughs> I was super fatigued. I was very tired. I was exhausted and my tolerance for how inconsiderate people are inside the parks was just deteriorating at a rapid rate <laughs> for just not looking where they're walking and like there is there's plenty of footage that i cut <laughs> of me going oh well, i guess i wasn't walking there thanks pal <laughs> getting a little snappy huh i was and i'm like i cut it i'm like this isn't the vibe <laughs> someone else might have left it in because it's funny or I, I look like a jerk. I don't know. But um, <laughs> um, so there's that. The other thing I want to point out is from Haunted Mansion is uh, the next lightning lane I had was Space Mountain. So everything between there, Pooh, Falcon, Pirates, Atopia, Ashra, whatever, is all standby. Uh, nope. I'm sorry. I had a lightning lane for Falcon. Okay. Um, but when I got there, I was like, I asked the cast member, I was like, it's a, it, it'll be a walk-on if I just go in single rider. And he's like, yeah. So I didn't even go in the lightning lane. It's not a walk-on. Which I, I, I don't want to skip over talking about this because this is probably like the fourth or fifth time I've been on Smuggler's Run. Yeah, we've been on it together before. Yeah, we had our own experience. Um, I think I've been pilot once. Well, at times I've been uh, shooters or whatever they call them. But uh, I don't even know what the last row is called again. What are the technicians? Is that what it's called? Uh, I don't know. It's an engineer. <laughs> engineer. There we go. Uh, so I ended up going in with this family. Uh, it was like, well, it was a family. Anyways, it was these two uh, women and they had their kids with them. Um, the women were probably closer to my age. Funny enough, it was their birthday too. And they were twins because <laughs> they saw nice. my pen. <laughs> so that was fun. But um. Uh, they had their uh, youngest kids piloting and they probably were like eight years old. Okay. And I, that was what is, I don't think that'll ever be topped. What an amazing experience that was of just how horrible they were at piloting the ship and how much <laughs> we kept crashing. And what I, cause I heard if you don't do anything, it kind of takes over and you have like an autopilot experience. Okay. Uh, but that, but that wasn't this <laughs> because they were just crashing and they were just, steering poorly like it wasn't like there was no autopilot like like it was nuts like what happens not only is it just fun because it's just a jarring ride but like you know sirens are going off red lights are blinking it's like, <laughs> like, it was just like, like you thought the ship was going to explode of how bad it was like 99 percent damage like it was like it was the most fun i'd ever had <laughs> going on that ride so there's that anyways um i had a lightning for falcon didn't need it so between falcon and space mountain uh you know, it's Pirates, Utopia, Asherometer, those are all standby. Now with Pirates, that, that had been like an hour all day. I walked by it and it said 45 minutes and I could visibly see that nobody was in the queue outside. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, there's no way this is 45 minutes. <laughs> How long did you wait? I probably waited probably like less than five minutes. 
Like wow. I w- walked almost. I, there was probably when I stopped walking, there was probably like four people in front of me or something like that. <laughs> so that's a weird thing there. And as parents, it's not a lightning lane attraction either. So I don't know why the, the return time was so off. I just hit it at a lull because when I came back out, it was full. Did you find that to be the like? Did, were there other times during the day where that was the case, where like? The line and the time just never really matched up. And it was just Jungle Cruise and Pirates, which, but either of those are lightning lane attractions. So, in the accusing Disney of inflating wait times to increase landing lanes, I, I don't think that that is true. <laughs> um, because, yeah, it was just those two times that I noticed, at least. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you end up kind of after Space Mountain, which is your. Um, next lightning lane after Millennium Falcon, you end up pretty much in Fantasyland the rest of the night, mm-hmm. um, which, again, similar to Pixar Pier, is the most attractions in a small area. You started this area at almost 11 p.m. The park closed at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and you still had about, uh, I think you were... Eight attractions left to go. Eight or nine attractions left to go. What were you thinking at 11 p.m. with that many things still to do? Oh, uh, this this was like my like this is my ace in the hole. That's what I kept thinking over the last few hours leading up to this. Was like I had so much left to do in Fantasyland, and historically, I know that end of the night minus Peter Pan pre uh, Snow White's Enchanted Wish <laughs> um, that. Fantasyland's a walk on, you know, and you could just bang out a bunch of stuff towards the end of the night. And I was just, that was, I was keeping my fingers crossed that I was going to be able to do that. Um, my next lightning lane that I had, only one I could do left that I hadn't done, and the only one I had at after Matterhorn was, uh, was Indiana Jones. And that was for, you know, it started at 11. It could go anytime from 11 to midnight. So when I first, at 11, I'm like, how am I going to get this Indiana Jones ride in and get eight attractions done in Fantasyland in an hour when I know, like, I got to walk over to Indiana Jones and also where the Lightning Lane queue lets in is just where the indoor queue starts. So you have that entire queue to go through there. And that has to be at least a half an hour, wouldn't you say? Like, if you just From, enter like, right getting there. getting into getting off? I mean, quite possibly, yeah. I mean, it's... It's a jaunt through that line for sure. There's that, and that's of course if there's no like breakdowns. I don't, I've been, I've, I've just notoriously been stuck on indie breaking down. <laughs> just, just happened more than probably most rides, um, particularly after the uh, Cannonball crash, where it's happened to me more than once, where I'm stuck in the complete darkness after the crash <laughs> before yeah, you see I've, the. I've been there the too. <laughs> Yeah, you know that part. <laughs> so I, I just was like, I just don't see how it's possible. Um, and I was counting what I had left, and I was like, I could just bang out Fantasyland and try to book over there, but the one uh, wild card there, or, or caveat, or challenge, whatever, is really Peter Pan, because that's not going to be a banging out of anything. You know, like <laughs> that's the only you know attraction that's going to have a weight. Right. Uh, really quick, kind of just stop on that point Hmm. your first attraction was strategic which was 
Raiders Springs Racers. You made that choice deliberately because you knew that was going to be a longer line. So are you saying that you thought this would be your last attraction of the night? Indiana Jones? It's line usually. You talking about Indiana Jones or Peter Pan? No, Peter Pan. That's what I thought like earlier in the day. But as I entered Fantasyland at, at 11 o'clock, I wasn't sure how was, that was going to work. <laughs> I think it had maybe like time had been shifted like a half an hour or an hour earlier. I would have been like, I'll do all of Fantasyland, wait for the Peter Pan, no matter how long it is, and then just get in that indie queue before midnight. I think that was my loose plan. But as but at 11 o'clock, I was like, I just don't see how that's even possible. I think the average at wait time for Peter Pan at that time was at least 30 minutes whenever, uh, after 11 p.m. So you got on as many attractions that you could here in Fantasyland. Um, at what point, like, at what point in all of this were you like thinking that you would have to repeat an attraction? or do something different, or did you think you were just going to fail? All right, so yeah, I would say uh, at 11.20, I went on Alice, and that one had a the longest wait thus far, besides Peter Pan, I probably made like 20 minutes, so that, like, that killed a big chunk of my time <laughs> uh, in, in, in this last hour in Fantasyland. So I get off Alice, and I'm like, I better go over to Indiana Jones now and and then rush back here so I could hop on everything <laughs> and then get in the Peter Pan key before midnight. And then I was like, and then, so that was what I thought. And then I'm like, well, I leave. Why don't I just do Sleeping Beauty Castle? So to answer your other question of how do I experience it was I just literally walked through the entire thing. So I was like, I did it. You know, I didn't just like hop in the hallway and then turn around. <laughs> um, when I got out of Sleepy Beauty Castle, my original intention was to leave Fantasyland. But then I, uh, Snow White was not too long at that point. And so I just, I got in Snow White. I did it. And then I'm thinking, up until this point, I've been riding different attractions. But I never said that I couldn't repeat. I, I never even thought about it. <laughs> you know, and then I was just, I was doing the math and the timing of the, all this stuff. And I was like, the only way I'm going to do this is if I repeat two attractions in Fantasyland. Because pretty much everything was a walk-on from 11.30 on, except for Peter Pan. <laughs> so after I got out of Snow White, I hopped on Dumbo. And then I practically flipped a coin. I was like, no, no. And then I went on Toad for the second time. And then I was like, I got to either go on Snow White or Pinocchio again. And then that would bring me to 44. And then I can get in that Peter Pan queue before midnight, and then I can accomplish my goal. Um, so, yeah, it, so yeah, it was around – I feel like I made that decision. It was around going on Alice and, and Sleeping Beauty Castle. Yeah, and then I think I think when I didn't go to Indy after Sleeping Beauty Castle, I knew I wasn't going there. For It wasn't going to be in my plan for, because there's no way I would have time for it. So you ended up uh, getting into the Peter Pan queue at midnight when the park closes, which for anybody who doesn't know, here's a tip. If you're at the park at close and you're in a line, they can't kick you out. You basically become like one of the last people to ride the ride for the day. So yep. no matter how long the queue is, they usually let people through. So how long did you have to wait for Peter Pan to actually get on it? I just want to say that I walked into the queue of Peter Pan at 11.58 p.m. 
<laughs> so with two minutes to spare, I made this challenge. <laughs> and um, and then I actually got on the attraction at 12.09. So yeah, about, about 10 minutes. Okay. At, and at it's point. a pretty short attraction. It's like two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you basically went to the park and arrived on property at 7.30 in the morning. It is now... Twelve fifteen at night. Um, how are you feeling? <laughs> I was feeling delirious. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I skipped over that. I started feeling like delirious and loopy and like losing my mind around. Uh, by the time I did the trio of um, Astro Orbiter, Space Mountain, and Matterhorn in such a small period of time, <laughs> those rides really took my body for a loop. Um, I was very tired and physically exhausted, um, but so happy that I that I met the challenge. I was also I was documenting this on uh, on my close friends' stories on Instagram, just so like people that are close to my life could just see how I was spending my birthday. So I knew, there was stakes outside of like eventually putting out this content. <laughs> so uh, I. I, I felt happy that I was able to accomplish that. And what I did was uh, I just sat down outside of uh, the castle on a bench for a few minutes and shared my thoughts, which was in the, in the vlog and in the podcast episode. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'd really gotten over the uh, self-consciousness of talking to yourself, walking around uh, a theme park by yourself by the time, by the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care at all, <laughs> and uh, and and then the even funnier is then I was like, all right, well it's time to go home. I guess I'll start heading out. I started feeling sad that I had to leave. Is that <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe I really wanted to go on indie. I don't know, but I was like, <laughs> I, I have a I have a question here for you because, um, interestingly enough, like you spent this whole day, um. At the park, you're sitting down, you're collecting your thoughts, you're not afraid to talk to a camera. Um, do you feel like you accomplished something? Like, obviously, you accomplished actually doing it, but like, do you feel like, oh, I grew as a person somehow? Like, <laughs> like what, what did you get out of this? At the end of it, like, when you're thinking about it, like, what did you get out of this? I grew as a person, that cracks me up. <laughs> I've I've now become a different human. I've transformed through this experience. I mean, it was a very, I had a, I was having fun. I'll just overall say that I had a blast. I had so much fun, especially as I became delirious and was like, just losing my mind. I, I, you know, I very rarely have the opportunity to like, to spend so much free time. Like, goofing around you know basically <laughs> you know and so it was it was a pleasure i enjoyed myself um i it was very physically taxing on me i can't say that i'm like i trained for this or anything like i said i work uh from home so i almost never leave my house <laughs> not even like the most walking i do is like when i go grocery shopping you know so that was pretty brutal yeah. that next day i was just done for like i was in so much pain i 
laid in bed the entire time, you know, like it was like, it was bad news bears. Um, and then you think like, Oh, would I do this again? I probably 46, 46? man. Like that I, seems like a challenge. I don't think I would do this birthday thing again. I think, I, I think I accomplished that, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I mean, the only thing I, maybe if I revisit it, it'd be 50. Right. And, and I'd really have to be trained. I had to train for it. Uh, but the, what I did, give me the confidence to take on another challenge like this, because the idea of doing this was stemmed from um, a competition that was being planned amongst creepy kingdom uh, staff members and contributors pre pandemic to have a, to go into teams and see how many attractions each team could do and then vlog that experience. And then like, you know, real time edit it back and forth and make like a whole like reality show documentary and that idea was stemmed from um the mice chat gumball rally competition that they usually have annually which anyone's unfamiliar with it essentially that it's that people make teams and then they see how many attractions they can go on and then i guess they have prizes or something or i don't know do you know about this at all (laughs) uh vaguely like on the peripheral but i never did it yeah, I've never done it either. But I, I, I was like, well, I didn't wasn't really interested in like participating in their event. But I, I, I thought it'd be fun to have a competition amongst, uh, you know, creepy kingdom people and document it. Uh, but that was when more people had passes and free time, I guess. I don't know. So, um, so it made me want to revisit that. I definitely have a lot to, 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 uh, to, <laughs> a lot more uh, insights and thoughts on on accomplishing something like that. Because I got to tell you, a factor that would slow this process down is the is uh, having more than one person involved in the decision making process of what you're doing as you're enduring this. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only that, like the logistical part of it too, right? Is um, it like you went through single rider lines, which, like you said at the very beginning, I mean, you would have waited an extra forty five minutes at least mm-hmm. for for Radiator Springs Racers. You wouldn't have even made it back to Fantasyland, uh, you know, if you didn't have that hour. So logistically, you're never going to hit that 45 with more than one person. Right. I didn't use too many single riders all day, though, to be honest. But like even I, just that one. Just I mean, that one. Yeah. You. Yeah. But we had to skip the attraction, right? And the other caveat, as I thought, too, was that I essentially had almost like a two hour break, right? So I could have accomplished this way earlier if i didn't take the break but i needed like like there's no time to eat so another thing i learned is that if you're going to accomplish some of this you have to have somebody bringing you food (laughs) that's the only way to keep going (laughs) even mobile order would would still slow you down like you have to have somebody bringing you food and you have to eat it while you're in the in, in standby lines no totally i uh i know exactly what that is like, even with mobile order, I've had to wait 20 minutes or more before um, right. for food. So, I mean, you're going to have to factor that in at some point. So there's that. But I will say, yeah, the, sta- the single rider thing, I, I I think I only use it twice. Okay. So so they, that, that didn't slow me down. So the, the reality would be not due to racers, right? I mean, or, or, or the, those headliner attractions and clearly head, racers is a headliner attraction because they yeah. charge you so much money to get a lightning lane on it and, and, and rise. Like I wanted to ride rise because, because it's awesome, but 
I was fine not doing it and because I knew that it would just suck up so much time. I mean, it's either – I mean, it's an hour or realistically, um, even if you paid for the lightning lane for that one, the several pre-shows that you go through um, plus the actual – uh, plus the actual like ride through is a pretty long amount of time. Yeah, that would have been a, a time suck even without the queue. I didn't really think about that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably best that you ended up not doing it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, but I still think all that being said, just having multiple people in the decision. I don't even think you can. I think there has to be a leader if people are either in or they're out. <laughs> because four people can't keep deciding what you're going to do and then discuss it, debate it, agree on it as people get tired, hungry, cranky. No, you got to have a plan and keep going. <laughs> but that's part of the challenge of doing it as a team. So uh, I still want to do this. Uh, I will say that. I still want to do it, uh, but I think that training would have to come into play. So I would actually have like a few training days before before I attempt something like this, where I would spend a good chunk of hours trying to do as many attractions as I can. I wouldn't do an open to close, but maybe like a six, seven hour block of just like trying to just maximize stuff and seeing what you know, you know what I learned from it and how to navigate it. And then you kind of the only real opportunity us as locals get to really utilize those skills is when we have uh, you know people visiting us from out of town that bring to the parks because they want to get as much done as possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a totally different day when somebody's visiting from out of town. Yes. Um, so I so, trained for that as well. Going through this. So if you were to do this again, or, and you're planning to, obviously is what it sounds like. Um, would you use touring plants again? Would you spend more time on the genie app? Like, uh, what are your thoughts on those things now leaving this situation? I don't think I would use touring plans again. I mean, you know, I, I have the year subscription, but to me, I think the strategy is book the lightning lane, but pay for the lightning lane access for the day, book the lightning lanes and just keep hunting for those low wait times in that window until your lightning lanes up. Like that's, I didn't really realize that's what I kept doing until I was talking to you about it, but that's really how I accomplished this. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly, I know that there's a lot of people that have been hating on like the genie plus thing and the lightning lane thing. And, um, I understand paying for it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like I think a lot less people are using it. Right. So you're able Mixed. to, book one and then immediately as you've used it book another for a relatively early time rather than only getting maybe two or three in on the free system right i mean, cause, I mean obviously there's max pass with but that some people paid a little bit for it to use but um because that was 10 bucks a day and essentially that was essentially this is max pass right um yeah. but just less people are using it and you don't want you know but without max pass if you had, you had to physically go over there and get the, the return times, I mean, that, that was, just a, that's just so much extra time. Um, and I, I, th- I think Genie plus is useful for those type of situations. Uh, I think where the, the point of frustration, when most people think of it is definitely for like locals, like wanting to grab a fast pass for space mountains, like, Oh, I got in the park at six and, uh, 
they have spent, you know, there's, there's a fast pass for it at 10. So I'll just do whatever. And then eventually a 10 will grow over there. And it's, it's a lot more casual and it's fun. And maybe you waited a few queues, but this is the one you didn't have to wait on. And it's the longest one. And so I know a lot of people like myself would utilize uh, traditional paper fast pass in that way, but uh, it's no more. And, uh, and I, and I think when I, next time I go to Walt Disney world, Usually I don't have too much time when I go there in all honesty, like you spent too much time and effort and money getting there. I mean, what's, <laughs> what's 20 bucks or 15 as it is. Well, just, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, I think if people want to pay for it, like, I think that it works like for Rise of resistance, for example, I don't want to pay $20 to go on it. <laughs> so I won't, but I will tell you that, during the virtual queue times when it's when you had to be there in the park before the pandemic. Uh, yeah, I think that was like a month <laughs> of being open, but anyways, you had to be in there like at the park and it was this lottery system. And I, I was successful <laughs> each time, but the amount of stress I had leading up to that, like there was no oh, fun. It's the worst. It's yeah. the worst version of, of everything. Right. And, and then when uh, we were going to the parks uh, after the reopen before uh, Magic Keys and you had day tickets, the stress was amped even more because it's like, this is your one shot. <laughs> Can't try. You know, um, I would have gladly at those other times probably paid the upcharge. I would have paid know. like a hundred bucks to not deal with like that system. It was awful. Yeah. Um, and I. It wasn't and, great. And it was horrible for web slingers, and then it was even horrible when you went on web slingers. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Again, I keep hating on it. But <laughs> this is only factual stuff. This is not subjective. Okay, thank you. Uh, but to go th- okay. to, to go through so, that for web slingers is not uh, double torture. Anyways, all right, all right moving on. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, okay, so Chini Plus was worth it. You didn't feel like touring plans was uh, what you really needed. Was there anything else that you thought after the fact that you were like, I could have done this or I could have utilized something differently? Like, or do you feel like you pretty much got away with murder here? I think that I did. (laughs) I think the only thing is the food. Like that's like my big takeaway. Cause it might seem like a trivial thing, but I mean, 17 hours (laughs) in the park. And I had one meal and two snacks. Like, no, you know, it's, you, were like, uh, you were almost like those people that went to the 24 hour days and like were found curling up like next to, you know, a fire hydrant on the right. street, like because they just needed a nap. I should have been doing that, but I didn't. <laughs> I hundred percent should have been doing that. I didn't go to the parks those days. So I never experienced that one, but, um, so if um, your birthday had landed on one of those days, it would have been an excuse oh to boy. get in even more. Yeah, I, that, that's funny. I probably uh, would have tried something like that if I had been there for during the time, just because I had more time to do it. But um, and I, I'm sure people did. I'm sure there's videos of it. But um, it's much lower resolution because it was so long ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's not 4K. But um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, you need a food buddy. Like, 
like I, I just don't I can't see my I can't see accomplishing this as a team by myself or doing anything like this at all without somebody bringing me food. <laughs> right, you need you need somebody standing on the sidelines holding out their granola bar to grab while you run by. Exactly. Or a rata wrap for my case, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, you know, I, I I'm not trying to hate on touring plans. I mean, it's all like stats and science and blah blah. I just think that it's um hard to actually have a touring plan uh, and use their traditional statistics because it's really an unconventional time in the parks. <laughs> like, it is. So. And, and it's also, um, I don't know if they're, because it just feels like they've changed so much. Disney has actually changed so much, like the policies and like reservations go, you know, up and down percentage wise, depending mm-hmm. on what's going on with COVID. We think we don't even really know. We don't even know that's a theory. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's like what people think. We're they don't put that out to the public. Um, there's so many different possibilities and things going on. I don't think they can update it to match what's going on with the world. Not right away. It'll take time. Uh, and even when they do it, the world will change. That's what I'm saying. It's just an unconventional time when touring plants historically. Uh, was based off of just years of data, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it worked because nothing had really changed in the system. Right. I mean, and when they were thriving, I mean, Disney didn't even have wait times in their app. You know, like, so just think about, uh, oh my God, I don't know if you've seen it. I've watched it twice now and I'd recommend everyone that is into theme parks watch it. Uh, The Defunct Land, it's basically documentary about lines. Have you watched that yet? Uh, I've not watched it yet. No. Oh I, yeah. I heard a lot of people say I should watch it. It's like two hours long, and currently uh, I'm working on my own videos and stuff, so I rarely get time to sit <laughs> and watch other people's stuff. Um, well, you can consume it audio wise. I you 100. percent I've watched it twice, like because <laughs> it's it, it just blows my mind. But anyways, uh, the uh, a changing factor in things, which the one thing that's brought in there, is that. Most, uh, you know, before the times were uh, in the apps in FastPass Plus and Walt Disney World, particularly, you would have to actually go there and see what the wait time is, and that and that totally changes from you just looking at your app, and that totally changes your decision making of whether you're gonna get in that queue or not. <laughs> you know, because if if you walked all the way over there and it's an hour, you're like, well, I'm here, especially Walt Disney World where it's you know. I'm not going to be here next week. Um, let me for, for most people. So I'll, I'll get in the queue. But if you see that it's an hour, you're like, ah, let me check back later. Or blah, blah, blah. So that, that changes predicting, you know, the best plan as well. Um, so that's my long winded say long winded way of saying, and this was genie plus launch week which greatly changes what you're doing with a touring plan <laughs> because it's changing as you get the lightning lanes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that it had me zigzagging a bit much and that worked against my strategy of let me bang out short wait, short wait times while I'm waiting for my lightning lane close to where my lightning lane is or on the way or whatever, you know, and even in Disneyland, it wouldn't even be that big of a deal to zigzag as opposed to magic kingdom. But 
uh, I just I didn't want to waste any time at all, <laughs> and I, I, had, I had two minutes to spare, <laughs> so I couldn't. Glad I did it. <laughs> so, at the end of this, uh, to kind of wrap it up for me, I have no further questions beyond asking um, if you had a great forty fifth birthday and was this your favorite birthday so far. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it was my favorite birthday. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that I had, I had a great time. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And as a theme park obsessive, Disney theme park particularly, Disney fan, um, consuming so much in such a small amount of time was a thrill. <laughs> Because normally, you know, as you as a you know, I consume so much theme park media, between podcasts, videos, websites, I read, blah blah yeah. blah, and, and randomly something will make me think about some attraction that I might not have gone on in months, maybe years, and like, oh, I sh- I've been on the while, like, oh, and let me, you know, what blah, blah blah blah. But I can honestly say I pretty much have been on everything recently, <laughs> so I, I don't have that longing. <laughs> I haven't nice. actually been back to the park since then. And the recording date of this is January 14th. A lot of that has to do with the surge of COVID, but just generally speaking, I haven't gone back. So I, I got weeks of entertainment in on one day and that's a thrill. <laughs> so, Magic yeah. key uh, got my money's worth that day. <laughs> so, I'll say, I, I know a lot of people who, once they got their magic keys, they were like, I'll never spend the whole day in Disneyland ever again. And here you are, busting it out, morning to night. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't say that. And I think like the like the first or second time that I got a magic key, that's what I did. Because uh, that was uh, one of the days I hung out with you there. But I was there all day on getting Halloween content. <laughs> it's just that my, ske- I just, my schedule between Creepy Kingdom stuff and... Um, other things that I do. Um, typically, I only get to go for a few hours, but that was a day that I was like, I took off all from work, and I was like, I'm going to consume myself in Disneyland Halloween now that I have a magic key. And I didn't even have an annual pass. No, I just got an annual pass back after taking a two-year break um, right when the pandemic happened. <laughs> so I had so much longing for a Disneyland Halloween day. So I, I just, I took it all in. Uh, but that was a brutal day on my body as well. <laughs> I, say, I think I showed up at like maybe five or 6 PM that day. And I was, I was feeling great afterwards. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't rope drop, uh, but I was there pretty early. In fact, this birthday was only the second time I ever rope drop Disneyland. <laughs> Cause well, I never want to get up early. Been like a local anytime you've ever gone to Disneyland. So that, right. I mean, that makes sense, but, um, yeah, yeah. The first time was to try to get a wise and resist <laughs> uh, boarding That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. Any anything else you want to say? I've I've kind of uh, exclaimed everything I need to say at this point. But anything else on your mind? Well, I just want to I want to thank you for uh, for uh, engaging in this conversation with me and. Uh, asking uh these the questions that maybe people would want to know i thought it'd be kind of cool just to kind of debrief on it and talk about things that i didn't say while i was experiencing it because i I didn't really um you know hadn't realized it or thought of it until after the fact um but 
it's these are the kind of conversations that you and I would have and actually had off mic. So I thought it'd be fun to just record it and and, and nerd out even more. Uh, so thank you for taking the time to rehash uh, a, con- a conversation we already had for the entertainment of others <laughs> and um, some new stuff in there. It wasn't all rehash, but um, <laughs> um, I look forward to uh, doing the next thing. It won't be soon, but <laughs> one I think day. The next thing you should do is pick a ride and do it from open to close. Just that one that, ride. That is brutal. Wow. <laughs> like, like, say you have to ride, you know, Haunted Mansion, and you make it a goal that you've got to ride that one ride like 25 times in a day. Uh, my friend Jezebel, typically uh, in the past, when the last day Haunted Mansion is open before it switches for Haunted Mansion Holiday, will do that. <laughs> Just keep riding it over and over again. I don't know if she has a particular time. I know I've gone a few rounds with her, <laughs> but she'll do it for most of the day. Um, I don't even know if I would choose Haunted Mansion because because I've experienced it so many times just to do that back to back. I don't even know which one that would I would do. I that sounds very unpleasant. <laughs> you would want to pick something that's actually probably a bit longer, like but yeah. also seated. You know, like you don't want to like Rise of the Resistance is longer, but you've got to stand a majority of that time. Um, but yeah. like if you chose Pirates of the Caribbean, you're sitting in that boat for you know, 15 minutes at least. If I were to do something like that, it would, I would have to try to accomplish something else that involves multiple rides. I don't know what that would be, but that's the only thing that would keep me going. Not or just, like, <laughs> you could only stay, let's just say like, you can only do things that are in Tomorrowland. Wow. You just like, <laughs> that has to be the worst. Land in the <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and Tomorrowland actually isn't that bad. Like, You've got several attractions, right? You could get the lightning lane if you so chose, and you could, you know, do Space Mountain. Um, Or you could just do Space Mountain all day if you wanted to. I mean, that's your choice. But then you have your choice of two different restaurants as well. Plus, there's a churro cart. Like, tomorrow isn't a bad place to be. No, no, hanging out there. No, I was thinking about the attractions. Now, now actually, what what I'm hearing here, is that like I'm trapped inside of a land <laughs> for a certain amount of time, and I have yeah. to occupy my time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that now that's interesting to me. <laughs> like even if it was, uh, you know, not the whole day. Maybe you had to spend. If you divided it up equally, I'm not sure how much like a 16 hour day would be. Maybe it's like two hours uh, or three hours in each land. I mm-hmm. that seemed. That seems easy, though. Yeah, I don't know about like splitting each land. It would have to be longer in one space. And the re- and one of the reasons that sounds interesting to me is it really I love the opportunity to slow down and smell the roses <laughs> with the details that are in some places. And I think that would be fun to just take it all in instead of rushing from thing to thing, which is exactly what this day was, right? <laughs> I wasn't taking it anything. I was just yeah. going here. forced to be in a space, but so like after a while you'd probably be like, I've looked at everything. But like yeah. it really would force you to actually slow down. Um that's kinda I mean that's a cool idea. Yeah. Especially I, if you gotta choose what land you gotta 
staying, you know? Yeah, I want to do this now. It's uh, <laughs> what a great idea, Josh. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> I might make you do this with me, but <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> but I'm de- I, the idea of going on one attraction all day like that sounds torturous. There was uh, I I once heard the story. I don't remember who it was or blah blah blah. But they were doing it for charity, and every time they went through the ride, they would donate X amount of money to whatever charity. Uh, and they did it all day. And uh, somebody did the uh, Stitch's Great Escape for charity. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, wow. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, you could just give them the money. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Why are you subjecting yourself to so much torture? <laughs> and now it's gone. So RIP. But, um, but wow. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I I'm going to put a pause on the one attraction all day thing, but um, exploring a land for a, I don't even know if I could do it open to close, but for a huge block of time, that would be fun and interesting. And, and it's the kind of thing that like, just as a theme park nerd, I would love to just like take it all in and just see, I feel like I know so much just like just from consuming so much content. I would it would be interesting to see if like I could learn more. I mean, obviously, there's always new stuff to learn, you know, or to figure out or see or whatever. You know, a place you've been to hundreds of times. <laughs> but right. um, this is fun. But I'm just rambling on here. So I guess for the interest of uh, people that have hung in here <laughs> an hour and forty minutes, we should wrap this up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we probably should. But no, I mean, we're coming up with new goals for, you know, the next thing that you can look forward to on the show. Yeah, I would say that would happen before this team challenge because, uh, for one, we need uh, enough people on our team to have magic keys, which as now is pretty slim. And even the ones that do have them have, like, you know, it's just limited it's days. so limited days and it's so hard. That's one thing that sucks. And it's really the reservations. That's one thing that sucks about um, this time, and is that it's really hard to go to the parks with your friends. It is, yeah. You know, I would say that was definitely a lot easier because most people had even the cheapest AP, so you just got to work around blockout days. But it was so much easier when you just you know to deal with reservations. It's not really the blockout days; it's a problem. It's the reservations. Um, right? So, yeah. No, totally. So it it just it. And with that, and not even many people on our team currently even have a magic key, let alone a limited one. Right, so. not enough to break into teams for sure. So, uh, looks like you're spending a day in Tomorrowland, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and with that, I don't. I mean, uh, if people want to pay for a day ticket, I, I wouldn't suggest that for do this type of challenge because <laughs> yeah. it's so taxing on you <laughs> and it's so expensive these days i wasn't even i think the last time i bought tickets uh there's like 140 bucks or something i don't know <laughs> it's just like just like geez um uh, i don't know if i'm i haven't committed to tomorrowland by the way i was just thinking like before we recording that like so much of tomorrowland is just like in such bad way or just vacant or empty or dated. <laughs> like, yeah. Just yeah, need some help for sure. For sure. The- it thematically. It's like, I still enjoy going on star tours. 
I, you know, Adventures Continue is a great upgrade. Uh, and it's fun not knowing where you're going to land on and blah, blah. I have great fond memories of writing Star Tours, the original one as a child, and all that fun stuff. But, like, how does that work in a park that has Galaxy's Edge? And same with Hollywood Studios. <laughs> just thematically, just makes me so bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, eventually it's going to go away. Especially in Hollywood Studios. That's really bad. It's right outside of the entrance to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> with yeah, the, stars is on the other side of the park. But. With the, with the, with the, with the, uh, the fake uh, AT-ATs, you know, set pieces. <laughs> it's like, this is all real, but it's just a movie over here. <laughs> it makes sense to me, man. I don't understand what you're not grasping. I don't know. I'm just nerding out here. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, we have all this like Pixar stuff at Pixar Pier, but here's Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> and here's Nemo, you know. Which, by the way, I refuse to go on Nemo. I'm glad it's closed. It wasn't part of this challenge. I'm very claustrophobic, by the way. Just uh, so <laughs> I've uh, one and done off for Nemo. <laughs> so <laughs> good on that one. But um, yeah, there is not a lot that I, I would really do. Autopia is kind of not that pleasant of an experience, <laughs> uh, just to put it bluntly. So, uh, it's only fun when before you can drive. It's definitely better Disneyland than in Manja Kingdom since it's more windy roads. But um, then, in, I mean, if Launch Bay was open, maybe that would be like some fun ways to kill time all day, but that's closed, right? <laughs> right. Space Mountain is brutal. That's one day one time a day thing if any um how many times i'm gonna start tours and but and i'm not going astro orbiter again either that isn't i don't know i don't i don't think you'd get me on there and then i'm gonna and then i'm gonna sit up there and look at that empty people mover track <laughs> and just well, yeah was- no go pick a land figure it out and uh and we'll do that at some point and uh, there you go. You, you, it's a different show. You're bringing us home. Good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Josh, for uh, <laughs> leading this conversation. <laughs> hey, no problem, buddy. You can have me on as the lead host in this weird situation anytime. Yeah. Thanks for interviewing the host of the show. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network. Executive produced by James H. Carter II and Ryan Grulick. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepykingdom. Until next time, this is Hannah reminding you to keep it creepy.